Alright, hey everybody, it's your buddy Gavin. Roscoe P is here, and instead of the actual filibusters freestyle freestyle theme song, Roscoe P's got the old guitar out. And uh, why don't you hit it, Roscoe P? And we'll just see if this works. Alright, uh, we thought of this ten seconds ago, so let's give it a whirl. In case you folks don't realize, copyrights be damned. That's the styling to the great Pat Benatar. And it's the filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle with Dan O'Brien and Roscoe P. That's right. Welcome, everybody. I don't know how that came out with Roscoe P., on the Pat Benatar unofficially licensed uh, acoustic guitar version of the filibuster freestyle heartbreaker mashup. We, as Roscoe said, thought of it 10 seconds before we hit record, and it will probably be proven that that is an accurate depiction of how good it was, especially on my part. But Roscoe, really quickly, want to welcome you in. You said you didn't know how to play heartbreaker three hours ago, and you crushed it on your end. Great job. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I thought, I thought my part was pretty good. I agree. I agree. Yours, my part of the song. Is well, you had three hours to prepare. I had thirty seconds, which is again my fault. That's true. Dan O'Brien, Philadelphia. I've been promising the people a show from you since the late stages of twenty twenty one. I'm the a hole on that one. Speaking of a holes, Speaking of a holes, it's it's St. Patrick's Day Parade Day in Southie. So if anybody hears any commotion, that's what's going on there. But Dan, how are you in Philly? Was it fake St. Patrick's Day in Philadelphia today? Yeah, I think I think yesterday they have their their Aaron Express, um, mm. and that went through. You know, it's I think people are are enjoying it. It's, it goes on for a couple of weekends. I think they do that in a lot of cities. They do. Uh, they milk. Yeah. They really milk every weekend in March with March Madness and fake St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, they do. I'm we're, I'm I'm far enough away from any of the the stops to uh, to not have to to deal with the residuals. unlike you. So no, Cindy and I are not. So yeah, <laughs> which is fantastic. So. As, I, as we've been teasing for a while, and we've been doing this for several years now, the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class has been released. People are voting on it currently. In terms of the nominees have been released. I do not believe they have yet to, uh, they've not yet announced who the class is, which is perfect timing for us to say who should be ours. And I want to remind the folks, no small part, this podcast and Infinity Others getting Janet Jackson and uh, others into the Hall of Fame. Take a bow, everybody. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, absolutely. So let's see if we can do it again this year. Um, we've got a couple good things to do on here, but number one, Cindy Harrington was supposed to join us. She is boycotting because, one, Dolly Parton tried to get herself removed, and number two, the Rock Hall of Fame was like, no, no, you're still on the ballot. So um, Cindy Harrington's around but not, not participating, and I want to note that. Uh, Dan, you introduced me to the song Jolene, believe it or not, years ago. How do you wow, feel about Dolly in general, really quickly, and, and all the hoopla? I'll tell you, the first time I heard it, uh, heard the news, I guess it was last week when she said this, it was a bit of a relief mm. to me, uh, mm. because I was having a tough time trying to shoehorn her into the top five, but there was no way I wasn't going to get her in there, just a, right. uh, you know, just a, the whole body of her life, she, it's hard to to say no to Dolly Parton, yep. you know, even if she's not like a, a traditional candidate. So I was going to make way to make a way to get it in there, but her saying bowing out gracefully and 
being the queen that she is and make she she makes all the right moves still even in this old old age uh and i hear she's you know thinking about actually doing a rock album so then she can go in and uh be a first ballot person next year. By the way, how about that? She's like, well, let me do a rock album first. My husband's a huge rock and roll fan, and then you can put me on the ballot. But anyway, like, Roscoe P., anything, response, to, yeah. anything to add to the to the Dolly piece? Because I think out of respect for her, we'll leave her out of this, because she is on the Mount Rushmore of Americana, uh, and, and can be any Hall of Fame she does or doesn't want to be in, frankly. Yeah, I guess the... Uh the rationale was that the the voting has already started, like the both the sure. the fan voting and the and the actual, however many, couple thousand people who really vote on this uh, in the industry. So it's like too late to not have her included. But I don't know, like when somebody says don't put me in, like I think you, don't we owe it to her? Don't doesn't the Rock call owe it to her to make some kind of exception and take her off the ballot? So she like what if she what if she gets in? What's she gonna do? Is she not gonna show up now? Like she just. She just said she doesn't want to be in. You can't put her in now, right? Right, let's, right. Let's respect her wishes, as as we are doing on this pod. And and I'm not sure, like, I don't know. She might be right. <laughs> I'm not sure she wants to like, yeah, agree. Exactly. But, I agree. But, that, but, that, but that being said, like, Jolene is a monster song. And, and, I, and I think I like it because I, I heard it today. I, was, I went for a walk today here in the Pioneer Valley, and um, there is a, a Spotify playlist that somebody made with, like, all of the nominees. Correct. Right? So there's songs from from all the nominees on there and and Jolene popped up I'm like wow what a it's a, just a heartbreaking uh, song and, but it's great and I think I like it because it's not a country song like I know she's a country artist but it's really not a country song right. um, which is probably which is probably why I like it but that is a Hall of Fame song I think I might agree with Dahlia that she's not uh, quite right for this Hall of Fame and we should all respect her wishes uh, if she chooses not to be in we should not put her in or talk about her anymore on this podcast exactly <laughs> And I stand with Cindy Harrington and her uh, refusal to participate. And you're getting a fist of solidarity from Cindy in the background, who is here, but choosing not to participate. Go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say, like, I agree with what Chris said. I'm not even sure that she belongs in there, but I was damn sure going to make sure she was in in my list. Yes. Like, if she was nominated for the NFL Hall of Fame, I'd spend uh, a few minutes. Yeah, you'd be debating, how do I get her in it like a kick returner? Right. Yeah, it would take me a little little time to say no, probably not, but I would definitely think about it. Hundred percent. So, all right. So we've said our piece on the Queen uh, of of certainly country music, but certainly potentially just really again a slice of Americana who makes all the right moves uh, all the time. And so let's talk about the folks besides Dolly who are on the list. Then we'll go very quickly rapid fire who we've chosen as our top five. I'll give you America's votes, and then I want to get into some questions that we've all talked about prior to the show. So. In alphabetical order, what I believe to be alphabetical order, Beck, believe it or not, is now 25-plus years into a commercial career. Uh, feels like yesterday. Uh, Pat Benatar, can't wait to talk about her. Kate Bush, we talked about last year. She was nominated last year as well as in 2018. Uh, Devo, nominated for the third time here in 19, 21, and 22. Duran Duran, believe it or not, a first-time nomination, which I'm, I'm really surprised this is the first time Duran Duran's been nominated. Um, first time nomination for Eminem which makes way more sense in terms of timeliness the Eurythmics second time being nominated once before in 2018 featuring of course Annie Lennox Judas Priest for the third time they were in 18 they were in 20 they were back in 22 Fela Kuti oh, poor, a poor all for Fela Kuti we, we, we introduced Roscoe to Fela Kuti through this process last year it is his second straight nomination um, for the sixth time MC5 is being nominated more on that later 
New York Dolls being nominated for the third time, second consecutive time. The aforementioned queen of country, we will not talk about her again, like she is a nation that we no longer talk about and have avoided for years because we knew, we knew it. Anyway, different podcast. Well, by the way. Different podcast. Rage Against the Machine for the fourth time, by the way. I felt like they just got nominated Already. last year, but 18, 19, Already. 21, and 22. Lionel Richie. Four and Duran Duran has never been That's what I mean. Before. I couldn't That's believe really Duran Duran has never been yeah. nominated. Uh, final, final two, A Tribe Called Quest, first time. And Dionne Warwick, second time, which, again, talk about people who may or may not belong in the Hall of Fame. But as we said last year, it was a jam-packed crowd last year. But Dion's great. So I can't wait to talk about most of these people. But those are the folks we are working with. Roscoe. Who's the five yeah. that you've got in if you're ready to go? And, again, we'll get to these later in terms of why. But who are your five? Uh, yeah, I already voted, actually. I guess you can vote every day now. Yeah, uh, you can just stuff the ballot box yeah. for, for anybody you want. Yeah, yeah, I voted once. And I will say, the uh, so Eminem is in his first year of eligibility. That's why this is his first year Correct. being nominated. Correct. And he is, he is, I believe, the only artist in his first year of eligibility to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right too so uh, he is on my he is in, in my five so I voted for Eminem I voted for Pat Benatar I voted for Fela Kuti I voted for Rage Against the Machine and I of course voted for A Tribe Called Quest wow yours and, yours and mine are yeah, really similar Dan O'Brien let's break it up what do you have for your five some similarities there uh, I have Pat Benatar uh, Rage Against the Machine Tribe Called Quest, then I went uh, Duran Duran, and Dion Warwick. There you go. Okay. And honestly, I mean, I've got the Tribe, I've got Banatar, I've got Eminem, I've got Rage, I've got Duran Duran, with parentheses, Fela Kuti always, but um, he was done so dirty last year, and we're going to get into this before we end the pod tonight, that like the fan vote is... Completely different than it was last year for him because I think everybody's just so gosh darn upset about not being listened to last year. So let's see what America thinks as of this morning. As of this morning, America, or the world actually, excuse me, the world, probably mostly Americans because it's in Cleveland, Ohio, this Hall of Fame of theirs. The leaders in the clubhouse are Duran Duran. Uh, okay. Duran Duran followed by Eminem, Pat Benatar, Dolly Parton, the Eurythmics. That's your top five from the world. Followed by, okay. followed by in order. Actually, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with the world right now, which is yeah. a lot to say, at least on this one topic. <laughs> um, but not so impressed with most of the rest of it. Anyway, uh, followed by in order of, of current voting, Judas Priest, Carly Simon. Oh, I left her off. My bad. By the way, probably left her off, not on purpose, on purpose. Um, yeah. In my opinion, again, great singer, songwriter, but, ooh, you know? Um... <laughs> Judas Priest, Kyle Simon, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie, uh, Kate Bush, Devo, Rage, Dion, Tribe, New York Dolls, Beck, MC5, and in last place is Fela Kuti, who last year was in first place, was in first place. Okay, so last year, Fela Kuti, who nobody had heard of, but has millions of fans all over the world, finished second, and I think people were so irate that he got jobbed that now... I think all of his fans are purposely not voting because how could Fela be in last place a year after being nominated for the first time and having the second most votes? We gotta change that. We, we gotta send out the link to the to, to the the listeners. Right. So that's your that's your list and the top five to Dan's point. You know, we, we two of us said Duran Duran, two of us said Eminem, all of us said Benatar. 
The Dolly Parton thing, obviously, we're avoiding on purpose. And then none of us said the Arrhythmics, but none of us, I would think, do not like the Arrhythmics. No, honorable mentions. I have a whole category of honorable mentions here that I wouldn't be upset about. I agree. I think there's several of those. So that's where we stand. Um, Dan. Real, one real interesting thing about yeah. that is that the fan vote, there are more people have voted for Kate Bush and Devo than Rage Against the Machine at this point right now. Correct. That's, Correct. That's, that's weird. It's a really weird thing. Um, and I'm with you on that. Uh, Dan, who's your top choice? Who do you think, not even who do you, well, hopefully they get in, but who, is, who needs to get in for you? I, I really want to see Benatar. Yep. Um, I really want to see Rage Against the Machine. Um, and, you know, I feel like Rage is just sort of a lock. I, I feel like they just belong there. They check all the boxes. Yep. Uh, you know, they were innovative. They were kind of, Leading a lot of the rock stuff when they were at the t- at the peak, um, and their their music holds up well. Who knows if they'll even show up? But um, <laughs> Pat Benatar is fantastic. She's a fan favorite, and you know I don't even have him in my top five. But you like both do like Eminem. That was it's really hard for me not to put him in the top five just because he was so influential for you know fifteen years probably. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he got in, I'd be happy about it. Uh, there's nobody, like, last year I think I was fighting for, I'm not, like, over the moon with, with any single person. I just feel like there's a lot of, like, really good people this year. Um, and they all, I like them all, uh, but I'm not, like, I'm not going to go on a campaign outside. And, and, and now that Dolly Parton has taken herself out of the running, you know, I don't have anybody that I'm uh, going to cry myself to sleep if they don't make it. Makes sense. Okay. Roscoe, who's your top top choice? Um, well, I agree with you guys. I think we got some good depth here. Like, I think if you took my my five that I voted for and told me that all of them were now ineligible, pick five more, I probably could. Like, yeah. cert- there's, like, certainly four yeah. more that I could get to, like, really easily, um, which, you know, they'll, they'll come up here. So, like, top choice... Um, when you asked us that, I wasn't, did you mean like, and I, you know, don't answer this cause I like, I answered it kind of every way, but did you mean like, who's the most deserving? Who's my favorite? Who do I think, uh, you know, like who's the best, like who's just the best artist. Um, so I kind of, I, I think like Pat Benatar is probably most deserving. Um, and I was actually expecting Dan O'Brien to talk about her for like 40 more minutes. So I, I'm not even ready to, to go yet. Cause I thought he was just going to go on a Benatar rant for, I feel like I already did. I feel, well, but I can, I can, Believe yeah, me, I can we all have stuff on Pat Benatar, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I think my, it's hard for me to not pick a tribe called quest as my top, uh, as, as my top, uh, uh, pick because, you know, they are one of my all time favorites. I really think they, um, so, so just in doing a little research today, somebody talked about like, what are, how do you actually judge? What are the criteria here? And I think you're looking at like critical acclaim, commercial success, innovation, and influence, right? Those are kind of the four categories. Um, Trump Call Quest, I think really important because they took a big step as far as the implementation of jazz and mm. jazz samples into hip hop. Whereas I think, I think it was, I think it was probably... Eric B and Rakim, who should also be in the Rock and Roll of Fame, uh, were probably the, the, the first to really uh, bring in the, the, the jazz elements, whereas it was mostly like funk and soul samples and hip-hop before them. Um, but I think A Tribe Called Quest really kind of took that to the next level and certainly a more commercially successful level. Uh, and they're just hugely important and really, really good and have huge hits that everybody still knows today. Um, but I think 
like my very top pick is probably Rage Against the Machine mm. because I think they are. They, they, I think we said this last year. Like they're one of those. There's a real like like I, I referenced Tribe Called Quest. And how important they were from what they did, but like somebody else kind of did it before them. Like there was a there was a clear line in the sand between what music was like before Rage Against the Machine and what it was like after. Them. Correct. And and nobody else sounds like them, and and a lot of people have tried to do that kind of rock rap mix and it's a, a lot of it's been just kind of silly and not that good and um and they're the only ones who really pulled it off with any with any real success and so you're talking about a hall of fame band like there's a band who who i don't know i don't know what the critical acclaim was i think it was probably pretty good but obviously massive commercial success uh, uh as evidenced by the fact that whenever they go on this reunion tour which is supposed to happen you know at some point during covid it hasn't yet and i don't, I don't know if they're still gonna do it but if they do it despite the fact that they haven't released an album in what 20 years yeah, uh, and and, uh, and haven't toured in however long. Uh, they're going to sell out every arena and every venue they play in all over the country, probably all over the world. Um, and then, obviously, as far as innovation and influence, I think that's uh, it's kind of unmatched on this list. Certainly, in terms of innovation, as far as like I said, there's there's a uh, no one else has sounded like them before or since. So, I would say Rage Against the Machine is my is my top choice. Got it. And I would, mine, mine was Track Call Quest, and, and uh, for different, like, for all the reasons you said, Roscoe, and then just to add on, you know, I mean, as somebody who lived in New York City for a few years and took the subway all over the city, and, and, and especially the, like in Queens a lot, we worked in Queens and worked in the Bronx, like, they are, they are the sound of New York City, especially in the outer boroughs in, in terms of the 1990s. They, they are one of the three or four hip hop groups that are the sounds of that city and when you ride the subway and you listen to them on your headphones while you're doing it or you walk around even today there was a 15 year period where they were literally providing the entire soundtrack vibe for the biggest city in the country for a decade and a half so that's impact and so to your point influence cultural impact you know that city has set the standard especially for hip-hop since hip-hop was invented so that's why it was top for me but i totally agree in the rage piece and we said this last year Many have tried to sound like them after them. Nobody thought about sounding like them until they did. So well said on that. And Dan referenced them as well. So I have two questions for what you guys just said. Yeah. One is sort of uh, a, a sidebar. But Roscoe, do you think if and when Rakim is nominated, do you think he'll be nominated by himself or with Eric B? Uh, it should be the two. Of, it should be the group, Eric B and, and Rakim, I think, as far as the just like... The innovation and influence aspect, I think that group had more than just Rakim as a solo artist. All right, interesting. All right, we hopefully we'll be talking about that next year. Um, the other thing I, I was thinking, I don't want my fear for this nomination class is I don't want Eminem to get in and Tribe not to. Yeah. In this first class, I think well, it'll just be bad vibes and weirdness, and I don't. I'd rather yeah. not be that way. Here's, here's some stuff I uncovered uh, in my thorough and exhaustive research today. First of all, and I'm not going to be able to find it, but Eric B, Eric B and Rockham actually were nominated. Yeah, like, like 10 uh, years ago, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Long it was a while ago. Here. I saw it today, too. Uh, You're right. Controversial take. If they drop the Eric B, I bet Rockham will get in quicker. Just saying. Two, 2012. They were nominated in 2012. Got it. Um, and that was their only nomination. So the one thing that the, I guess the people who follow this stuff are are, are predicting, and obviously everybody has a little different take and predicts different things. The one thing that's kind of universal is that Eminem is a lock. Like yeah. Eminem's getting in. Yeah, I'm, he's, I'm, he's, I'm, he's that's not got, surprising. 
Right. He, he just got certified. He's like he's the he's the best selling rap artist of all time. He's one of the best. He's, I think he was the he's got the most diamond albums of anybody ever. Um, you know, so uh, so I think Eminem is a lock now. Is is Tribe also going to get in? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I hope so. Well, but, yeah, and that's one of my issues but, with. Um, so let's think about the the, the the Dolly thing and her her coming out. And one of the reasons she cited was I don't want to siphon off votes. The problem with this Hall of Fame is, which I like the fact that this class is what it is and that we could find 10 that we liked for the first time probably ever, mm-hmm. is that we've got to, we've let in so many mediocre rock bands from the 70s. Like No oh one was God. like, oh, we let in four bands that are the same in 1997. So now it's kind of like, oh, Whitney can get in or Janet or Dion can't get in because, you know, uh, the lady that Dan hates. What's her name? Cindy, who's your favorite singer? Carol Chuck, Carol Carpenter, what was her name? Yeah. Carol King. You know, so anyway, my point is, why the hell can't Eminem Why the hell can't Eminem and Tribe Called Quest get in? Why the hell can't Pat Benatar and Dolly Parton both get in? Like we can let in two of somebody who aren't white guys from the seventies, and that's the whole problem with the Hall of Fame. So the best way to prove it is not just to nominate people who aren't white guys from the 70s, but let's let in more than one one at a time, whether they're hip-hop artists or female artists or female bands like the Go-Go's or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's They will not they will not put 40% of their nominees as hip-hop artists. It's not going to be Tribe and Eminem in one class. Right, which is, again, it's, it's crazy right because both of those should be... The both of those should be in. There shouldn't be a question about it. Totally, and so, again, you brought you brought up a great point. You brought up a great point that I wanted to get to at some point. So I'm glad we got onto it when we did. Let's flip it. Speaking of the tenth best white guys in a genre, uh, who don't we want? To, who's your bottom choice? Let's go, Roscoe P. Who's your bottom choice of this list to get into the Rock Hall of Fame? We all have the same one. All right. Well, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's a lot of like. There's not a lot of bad choices here, right? Like, uh, I think there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of diversity too. We didn't talk about Which that. Is like, great. we're talking about. You know, you got like Devo and Rage Against the Machine and Carly Simon and Judas Priest and Eminem. You know, I mean, like, it's a, there's a there's a there's a real diverse list. So I think like when thinking about my bottom choice, right? There's a there's a couple things to consider. There's the there's people who do stuff that I'm just not into. Sure. Which doesn't which doesn't mean that it's bad. And then there's like, yeah. is there a group that's like actually, is there a band that's like actually bad? So I think like, and not to, you know, I, I want to be inclusive and representative and all that, but like, um, like Carly Simon and Kate Bush are just like doing stuff that I don't like. I'm not, they're, they're not on my bottom. That's not it. I'm just when, when Sure. It's an example of people bottom, that you're not vibing to. They, well, yeah, they're toward the bottom, uh, you know, because like. I don't know, like, maybe they're good at it, but the thing that they're doing is just not a thing that I'm that I'm into. Although, hearing some Kate Bush today, I did hear Tori Amos. Like, clearly she was a, a influence on Tori Amos, so I like at least a little bit. So, um, but I think, like, they're not necessarily bad. They're just doing something I'm not into. I think, like, New York Dolls are actually bad. <laughs> I, think, like, they, I think, like, they might be a bad man. As if there's some of them saying, like, wow, this is just not good. Uh, so I'm going New York Dolls as my as my bottom pick. As Kyle, like as um, Wyclef Jean once said, New York Dolls, man. New York Dolls, man. Well, he was talking about a whole different situation. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. Uh, Dan, who's your who's your bottom? Uh, I would say my second from the bottom is probably New York Dolls. So I I agree with that. They're you know just they're a completely New York '70s New York white guy artsy 
rock and glam band, and that's exactly who Rolling Stone loves to celebrate over and over. Yes. Um, I know, they're probably going to get in, too. Yeah, and they play their actual musical chops. You know better than I do, Roscoe, but their musical chops suck. Like, they're, they're, they're not that good. Anyway, yeah, uh, my bottom is Devo. Ooh, uh, just, I like it. I don't feel like they hit any box as far as, like, uh, commercial success, critical success, having an influence. Like, I, they were kind of a goof for a short time, and I guess maybe if somebody can make a case that they were influential not musically but maybe in the technical part of it i don't know if they were doing some interesting stuff uh but i just don't think they've they ever had the the footprint to warrant being in the rock and roll hall of fame Mm, fair i like that you brought them up so i I cheated a little because my bottom three are these repeatedly nominated bands right so mc5 (laughs) has to take the cake with six nominations and five no-goes thus far I believe including last year. Um, Judith Priest, same thing. Ninth best version of the band they've let in a million times. And then New York Dolls also. I I put all three of those together on a concert tour I never want to see. Let me just say, and you guys get this, but please, you know, know, at some point you need to realize if you've been nominated 10 plus times collectively and you're still not in, that you are even worse than John Mellencamp, who is my personal benchmark for he is the worst Hall of Famer in the Hall of Fame. John Cougar, Johnny Cougar, Johnny Mellencamp, John Cougar Mellencamp, his daughter Teddy Stunk on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever the hell it was. We should have a podcast about that. His daughter does stink. Right? So your daughter was the worst housewife, and you got in, and that's okay. Ain't that America? Pun intended. But Devo, whoever, MC5, you're not even as good as John Mellencamp. I'm sorry. You're never getting in, even though you're probably all going to get in. Uh, So your list is, is who? I, my worst is MC5 because they've been nominated okay. six times now. And they're probably going to well, get you, I've done a couple deep dives on the MC5. It's fine, but go, I, it's, it's never going to happen. Just, uh, no, it, it may never happen. It, it probably won't. But we said that about Todd Rundgren and then we turned it into a joke for seven months. So, I mean, you never know. Still still angry. So uh, mad about Todd Rundgren. MC5 was like ahead of the curve, though, when it comes to like... Yeah, I mean, I just, it's just literally stuff. based on the number of nominations. I mean, honestly... I think Judas Priest. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. I think I think New York Dolls is the worst band. I agree. I agree. All right. I, I would like to retort to both of you, if I may. Oh, all right. On the, um, on the uh, bottom list. So, so I can't. Uh, I'm not going to make a case for like. I, I will say with Devo, I'm not going to make a case for them being in. But I think like they were some of the early innovators as far as electronic music. Sure. And which has become obviously, I mean, there's like, that's like a whole category now. It has been for a while. So they were, not that necessarily sounds like Devo, but I think like they were kind of around at the beginning of when music started to get more electronic sounding and, and different. So you, you can make a case for uh, innovation and influence there. I do not think they rise to the level of Hall of Fame because they basically had one hit, right? Um, yeah. And uh, but but I think that might be how you keep them out of the bottom. And uh, as far as like so, MC Five. I was listening to MC Five today. I think I, I think I kind of like MC Five now. Uh, I don't know if they're Hall of Fame. I don't know if they're Hall of Fame or not. But like influence. I mean, I'm listening to that and I'm like, man. Uh, every '90s, not every, but a lot of the '90s rock guitar players who we grew up listening to at Life King. Like I'm hearing it at MC5. Like you can really hear that, like where that that came from. I think I think they're one of those bands 
like, say, Kiss, right? Like, is is one of those bands that's before our time that maybe we, that we're not uh, we didn't grow up with, but like the guys who we grew up with grew up. With, sure. Right? So they're, they're yeah, not yeah. like our guys, but they're our guys' guys. And mm-hmm. so, I, so I think MC Five is is one of that. And so I did hear a lot of like, you know. Uh, you could you could take one of their solos and put it in a Pearl Jam song, and it would sound exactly uh, you know in, in, in place. I think there is a lot of influence there. Oh, Judas Priest, man! Judas Priest is pretty good. <laughs> now, I, I don't I dislike I don't dislike Judas Priest. I'm just saying, like, there's, come there's on. Too many, there's too many of that and not enough of, of other things. But man, Judas Priest has got some absolute. Bad yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, uh, okay. I, I, I don't mind Judas Priest, and and I hear you on the MC5 thing. I don't think that they're bad. But my point is. We're at the point now where our guys, guys, if they're not in yet, shouldn't be in because now our guys are eligible. Right, it's time for our guys, right? right. Our and guys. so if Eminem or whoever else is eligible, like his guys, if they're not in yet, and he, you know, you know, if the Tribe's guys aren't in yet, if the Rolling Stones guys aren't in yet, or who, you know, Duran Duran's guys, Roxy Music got in a couple of years ago, but like now it's time for our guys to get in. And like now it's time for our guys, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, guys, Lionel come on. <laughs> All right, so anyway, <laughs> let's go with most impassioned take or support you have for somebody who's going to be on the fence, somebody who you don't feel is a lock, or just the person you want to go to bat for right now in the filibuster freestyle. Dan, who do you have? I mean, I don't think Pat Benatar is a lock. Oh, no, she's not. I I agree with you. I would say it's 50% at best, and I don't know if I told the story before about Pat Benatar. I, I did talk about this last year around her. Just lining down all the hits that she's had. It, it, not a long, you know, she, it was a short career, but she had more hits than the Go-Go's did. Oh, totally. Um, and the Go-Go's, uh, you know, and I, I made, as a teenager, I made an impassioned case for Pat Benatar and actually got our prom song to be We Belong, about 15 years after We Belong was popular, uh, which has that age, well, I don't know if that was a good decision in hindsight right now. I don't now. think it was it's a bad really, decision. You know, That's like the worst uh, Pat Benatar song. Yeah, but I mean, well, I can't put you know "Invincible" as the prom song. Right. I can't be dancing yeah. that at the end. Hard to hard Yeah, I've been making uh, impassioned cases for Pat Benatar. Your whole adult life. For for a number of years, <laughs> I'm I'm nervous about. That's the one that I'm really nervous about. I feel like you know, give give them give people their flowers while they're still here. You know, let's let's give totally. her her credit. She she's been off the radar. She doesn't play the game. She's sort of been. She was married to the same guy since like 1981 or whatever. She had her her career of uh, like uh, I guess probably six years where she killed it. White hot, white hot. Ten amazing songs that she put out. I think she still puts out albums on occasion now, um, but like she's not on people's radar. If you didn't like, I had an older brother and sister who listened to stuff, so I, they were she was on my radar a little bit. I knew back in the day at the, at the tail end. Uh, but she needs to. I think she needs to be respected. I think she was really cool. I think, uh, and she still is. And yeah. she was commercial critical fit, uh, hit. Um, and when you look at her lineup against a lot of these other people, um, I feel like she should be a shoe in. But I know she's not. Right. And I'll, I'll jump in here because I had her as well. And I'll just try to add things that you haven't said. But she is a solo female identifying rock and roll artist. So. At the end of the day, I'll play the reverse of the card, which is you are the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She is a rock and roller through and through. Um, She should never have had to wait for a second nomination, but I'll get into the class in a second. Her nomination class, uh, okay, Biggie, 
Makes total sense. Seminal artist. Whitney Houston, again, you can let in Whitney oh, and yeah. let in Pat Benatar. Whitney's an absolute legend. Nine Inch Nails, incredibly influential, very different kind of music. Okay, those three, fine. Depeche Mode, okay, sure, maybe. Okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. But but the Doobie Brothers, okay, love the Doobies. They should be in the Hall of Fame. But the next one, T-Rex, that's where I have a problem. Bang a gong, no thank you. And that's why my whole thing is if I hadn't just told you the one song, can any of you remember when we were railing on them two years ago, one more of their songs besides Bang the Gong? I don't think so. But Pat Benatar has 10 white hot, Dan made it his prompt song 15 years later jams that are actual <laughs> rock and roll songs from a female rock and roll artist. Why do we have to wait the extra two years and why do we still have to opine that it's not a lock when it clearly should be a lock? Roscoe P., who do you got? I can't follow that energy. That was really, that one wasn't a passion plea. As you, as you asked for, that wasn't passion. Very good. Um, well, my uh, impassioned uh, uh, support is I'm not nervous about it at all because he has no chance to get in. So I'm going Fela Kuti. Oh, come on. I love it. This is great. Uh, he, yeah, he's got no shot, unfortunately. Um, and he, he is the best artist on this list uh, and would probably be the best artist in the Hall of Fame because he is the best artist ever. I mean, my God, Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to say he's the best artist ever, but I, you could make a really good case that he is the best artist on this list. Like, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the problem is, of course, he just doesn't have any. I mean, look. I know. I think I know uh, kind of a lot about music, and I had no idea who he was until what was that a year ago? A year or two ago. years ago. Now. Yeah, a year ago. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, he just doesn't have the commercial success, at least not in this country, um, to, to go over. But man. Uh, his music is amazing. It is different. It is its own thing. Like, yeah, he invented a genre. Does that? He invented he invented a genre um, that that nobody else does, and he's really good at it. And every song is awesome, and they're all like fourteen minutes long and really weird and complicated um, and and beautiful. And his music is the answer. And I wish everyone knew about it. it uh, if if well. Um, if more people knew about his music, I think the world would be, would be in a better place. And, and, and it's really, I think you made a great point, Gavin, about like, uh, you know, last year he comes in second in the fan vote, and, and now he's last. So what happened there? Like, did everyone just like, obviously they're not listening, let's throw our hands up and, and just not come back and, and vote again? Because that is... Um, and by the way, Fela's been dead for like 30 years, so it's not like he died and everybody forgot about him in a year. Yeah, he died in uh, 1997. Right, he's been dead... So, since I like yeah. my my entire adult life essentially, and yeah. he still makes records. Like I sent you all new records from his yeah. like kids are making records under his name. Like, like oh uh, yeah, his son, right? His son is like yeah, like took over. Yeah. But my point is, he spent yeah. months doing deep dives on on failure. Like, he would put out an album like every year for twenty years. Yeah, a, yeah. a full hour long album that was two songs. Right, and so again, <laughs> to, to Roscoe's point, if all those fans got him second out of nowhere, and Roscoe didn't even know he existed, and a year later Roscoe's like, "This guy's the best artist on the list," and all the fans aren't voting because they they probably were so blown away that I don't, I don't even know because I just I learned about it today where he was in the voting. But a wild story that I here's what. Here's my one thing. Okay, I got mad at MC5 for getting nominated too many times. I'm never going to get mad at the meters, and I'm never going to get mad at Fela Kuti. They can get nominated a zillion times, and I'll be on my top five every single time. 
I love Agreed. it. Agreed. I love and, it. And we, it stinks, Agreed. and we just know it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No chance. Zero no. chance. But guess who's in the Fela Kuti Hall of Fame? Fela Kuti. And that's what all matters. That's all that matters. He's a Hall of Fame guy. So anyway. He's one of one. Dan, you'd mentioned some honorable mentions. Let's go to those now because I was going to run through the list anyway if everybody needs to get some hot takes or quick takes. So who are your honorable mentions? Let's, let's start poking, poking around in the honorable mention category. Hey, I'll, I'll talk about the people who are just right right outside of uh, my top five. And Eminem's number one. And quite honestly, put Eminem in the top. Like, he is yeah. getting in, and he's totally fine with it. And I, yeah, I, I'm good with all that. I had Eminem there. But the other honorable mentions that we haven't noticed are, you know, Fela, of course. I have the Eurythmics yeah. uh, as honorable mention. Like, that's one of those things. That I, I love the Eurythmics. They're still really cool. I remember they were really cool at the time. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it wasn't. They burn bright and it burn fast for them. You know, I, I don't think Let me ever... ask you a question about Annie Lennox versus the Arrhythmics. And this kind of is like you mentioned this with Eric B. and Rakim. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, you can make this you can make this case for Lionel Richie and the Commodores. Is Annie Lennox the artist who was part of the Arrhythmics? She probably has a better case than the Arrhythmics, right? As like Annie Lennox gets in for being Annie Lennox, right? Is that yeah? Just just because you know. Everybody's aunt knows the song like "Why" and "Walking on Broken Glass" and all you know. And we all know that those songs. Right. Uh, the rhythmics are a little. They're know, funkier, but not funky. They're a little. Yeah, they're they're less approachable. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. They're a little a little weirder and very cool in the best possible I'm gonna, sense. I'm gonna tell you a story that just popped into my head right now. So when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, but whenever we would go anywhere that had MTV, everybody would always watch MTV. So I had to like watch right. MTV. And Annie Lennox, the first time I saw her was in the Sweet Dreams video. And I think it was the first time in my life where I was like, wait, what the fudge is that? And like, she's one of the most. Scared you a little bit. Like, I was just like, this person is going to haunt my dreams because I've never. I watched Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Like, I watched watched the, the Bloodhound Gang. I watched, you know, One, Two, Three Contact. I watched Alf. And I got Annie Lennox on MTV, and maybe that's why I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, or maybe I should have been allowed. But either way, like, but how talented and how great and how phenomenal is Annie Lennox? The songs and, and, were great. And, and the Arrhythmics were the ones who scared the hell out of me as like a five-year-old, but guess what? They scared me because they were cool, and I wasn't. So all in on the Arrhythmics. I love the honorable mention. I think Annie Lennox should get into whatever Hall of Fame she wants at some point. I don't know if the Arrhythmics have enough material, but again, if... Duran Duran and Devo and others are in the mix. Why the hell not? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Roscoe, you got any? I, I would take I would take Duran Duran off my list and put in the Arrhythmics. I think that would make it a cooler, uh, uh, you know, winner. Sure. But I don't know. Can we? Yeah. Can we talk about Duran Duran for a second? Because they're on my list. Dan, they were on your list. We should. Yeah, and I would I would put them in my if I was going to do that second five, they'd be in my second five. So I think they're they're pretty high for for all of us. I mean, let's. First of all, I love Duran Duran. They also scared the hell out of me as a kid. Uh, I was scared of everything. Clearly, um, Stranger Danger was strong in my house. Everybody was androgynous in the mid '80s, mid late '80s. That whole that was very strange for a young child. But Duran Duran, all I have to say, and I'll turn it over to you guys, it just still holds up. Like that kind of music shouldn't still hold up because of like how specific it was. But it's still like. Any of their five to ten biggest hits comes on the radio or whatever. I'm in, and I'm like, man, Duran Duran was awesome. You know, <laughs> like awesome. So I. I and then they came out and they put it after 
absolutely like they were they ruled the 80s for like 18 months yes um maybe maybe even a little longer uh and then they disappeared for a little bit, and then they came back and had another hit album in the nineties. Yeah, which is nobody does it. Like that's really super hard, to do. super um, hard. And that's what's kind of see. And they're still putting out music now. I think they're coming out with another album soon, which I'm not going to listen to. But you know, I, they <laughs> they sealed the deal when they had their comeback in the nineties and were like relevant again for a good year or so. Yeah, that's like that's really impressive, uh, and that's Hall of Fame worthy. I think because again, they were like the hottest band for a long time in the 80s. They were. Roscoe, you got, what's your Duran Duran take? Yeah, I think that MTV era, I mean, Broadway MTV, MTV era hit, you know, who, who were the stars of MTV in the 80s, right? I mean, there, there weren't a lot, I think, bigger than Duran Duran. I'll get a little, it's interesting, like, if we were 10 years older, maybe even five years older, would we be just, would we be uh, spouting off about Duran Duran the way we talk about A Tribe Called Quest? I mean, did we just... Did we just miss them a little bit, right? Maybe. Were we just a little bit too young to, to appreciate Duran Duran when it was happening? Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, Rio, uh, Absolute Fire, Jam, uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. Um, what else are we talking Guys, about? Guys, they did a James Bond theme uh, song. View to a Kill. I mean, Girls on Film. Girls on Film. Girls on Film. Ordinary, what is it? Ordinary, ordinary uh, world, ordinary life. What's it called? Ordinary, ordinary world. world, of course. Yes, ordinary world. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I like them. I think that, so that's they're the ones that, other than uh, uh, Eminem being a lock, the other act that most people are agreeing on uh, as far as getting in this year is Duran Duran. Uh, yeah. So people how, think that they are. How maybe, are they maybe not? Maybe not a lock, but very likely. I agree. How are they never nominated? Yeah, that's, that's kind of well. I think I think because there is some um, bit of backlash among the yeah. among the, the people who are you know like the kind of rock and roll purists who are gonna like MC Five and Judas Priest because they play guitars and you know and they rock and Duran Duran doesn't they they do something else right um, or, wait, ordinary world and then the other one come undone from their nineties album yeah come undone was right, good of course yeah yeah Dan what Notorious. uh yeah what, what what was that one. Was it Notorious? Oh, Notorious. Oh, Notorious. And, and then it was a sample. You know, it was a sample for Biggie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... Listen, that just shows the influence there, too. Like, that's a big-time song. You know, yeah, I love it. So, good stuff on Duran Duran. Yes. They're, they're on the inside looking out. They're, 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 I feel like they're... I agree. They're, I think they're going to get in. I think they're going to get in. Dan, who else you got on your list of auto mentions? Stick out. Did I say Lionel Richie yet? No, no, yeah, let's talk about Lionel Richie. I already kind of yeah, touched on there's it. There's a lot to talk about. Lots to unpack. Oh, boy. Huge superstar. Huge superstar. Yeah. For a huge amount of time. Was in the Commodores. Uh, I was, like, he was the Commodores. Right. He's a lead singer slash trumpet player, I believe, of the Commodores. He was kind of like a bit of a Phil, a Phil Collins, Don Henley, but not a drummer, where he wasn't the original frontman, but when he got up front, it was like, oh, the career took off for the whole band. And then he blew up. Um, and then he could just write a love song. And my man could write a love song. And some of his videos were iconic. Um, <laughs> For better or worse. Somewhat cartoonish, but also iconic. Um, I don't, again, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to keep him out. I love Lionel Richie. He wasn't on my top five, but I, I love the guy. I don't know, Roscoe, you said there's a lot to talk about. We'll go to you, we'll go back to Dan. I don't have a ton on him other than I just think the whole body of work in general will yeah. we ever get in? Probably. Well, that's that's the problem, right? Like this feels more like a lifetime achievement award 
yeah. which has to include the Commodores, and the Commodores, I was a little surprised, are not in. Which I thought the Commodores were in. Kind I of a problem. I was going to be, a, yeah, so I don't see how you can put in Lionel Richie, the solo artist, before you put in the Commodores. That just doesn't seem like a thing that could, that could happen. Um, so that, that's what it feels like to me. This is more like Lifetime Achievement. And we have to remember, too, like, there are these other, like, side awards, right? There's right. a performer, but, like, last year, uh, LL Cool J. J got the Musical Excellence Award, right? Like, there, there's these other things. Like, I could see him getting one of those, or, like, MC5 getting one of those. Clearly, they keep nominating MC5. They want them to get something, right? Like, right. So, so maybe they get one of these, like, other things. So maybe Lionel gets one of those because, like, it does feel this is more like lifetime achievement for everything he's done, whereas maybe, like, just his solo career is kind of like, in my view, like a lot of pop songs that don't really hold up other than probably All Night Long, which is which is, which is a, a fire. I mean, All Night Long is, huge, All Night Long is the I Want to Dance with Somebody of like the Whitney Houston, Lionel Richie collection. Like, mm-hmm. put it on at one o'clock in the morning and just see what happens, you know? It's a great song. Jumbo Jumbo, that's all I got to say to that, you know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> Dude, where are you on Lionel? Or what do you got? I, I, I like, I... I like it. He's just always been present. Yeah, like he's just always way. been around. His music has always been there. Um, so it is, like, I, I like how you put it, Roscoe. It was, it's a lifetime achievement award. Um, and you know what? The songs are good. They might not hold up. They're not necessarily cool. And that's the thing. Like, he's never been really cool necessarily. Maybe there was a moment or two uh, for like, a couple months in the '80s, but you know, like the uh, the Eurythmics were always like ahead of trend and super cool. And you know, Lionel Richie's like the opposite of that. Um, he's very, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not going to make an impassioned case for him to be in or out. Quite honestly, like if, if he gets in, it's like yeah, okay, that, ma- that makes sense. And if he's not, fine too. Uh, nobody, nobody was influenced by Lionel Richie. You know, like they he didn't influence a lot of stuff he was a super talent but yeah I mean you can probably argue the Commodores probably influenced a lot more people and he was in the Commodores but again to Roscoe's point well then maybe the Commodores is the group we should be talking about here and Lionel Richie happened to be in the band right so if if the Commodores were in I'd feel I'd be more open to the Lionel Richie discussion but I feel like there's nothing to talk about until they put the Commodores I like it well you know what this has now become a Commodores Stan Hall of Fame podcast We'll see you at 23, everybody, on that one. Anyway. I've got like five more bands I'd rather see go in before the Commodores. So I just got the Commodores and Lionel as a solo artist. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Here's something we haven't talked about, and I don't want to forget Dion because she was on Dan's list, but how about Beck is yes. eligible yes. for the Hall of Fame? Roscoe, you seem very excited about Beck. I'm excited about Beck in general, but what were your thoughts on Beck? And, and, and I mean, I, didn't, I guess it makes total sense that he's eligible. Yeah. But I just, I was very shocked to see him there because I just associate him with much closer time in history because of when I discovered him and how old I feel like I am versus how old I actually am. Well, yeah, I remember, so uh, here, here's how old we are. So it's, it's, it's the 2022 class, so you count back from the year before. So it's if you released your first commercial album in 1996, yes. that's 25 years ago. So that was my senior year of high school. I remember listening to Loser by Beck, uh, like in the limo on the way to like a prom or semi-formal or something before senior year of high school. Yeah, it was like sophomore year of high school. Before 96. Yeah. Yeah, right. It might have been like 94. Yeah. uh, When when that song came out. So yeah, I I wasn't um, 
surprised to see him, but he was one like when I went through this the first time, there's like there's some names that just kind of jump off the page at you, right? And his didn't, and, and I didn't vote for him. He's not in my top five. I didn't vote for him. But then like upon further review, you're like, man, what about Beck? Like Beck has jams. Uh, he is innovative, certainly. Like there's nobody. Like when's the last time you heard a band? You're like, oh, this sounds like Beck. Like, never, right? There's nobody who sounds like Beck. He's entirely doing his own thing. How many, I just pulled this up as you guys were talking on Wikipedia. How many Grammys do you think Beck has won? Has he won any? Has Beck, has Beck ever won a Grammy, do we think? Yes. Um, yeah. How about eight? Wow. Oh, I was going to say like three. Eight that Grammys. Eight-time Grammy winner. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, uh, uh, this is a big-timer. And, um, and I think he's going to get in. I, this this is like this seems like a guy who the people who vote for this really want to put in. Although he is he's last, whereas he's third to last in the fan voting, so he's going to. But as we all know, the the voters don't. Yeah, well, don't here's care the thing. We all remember uh, my my wedding uh, for the pre COVID wedding night before the wedding. Roscoe P and Christina Ricciardi uh, getting into not not I guess a good discussion about Dave Matthews Band getting absolutely jobbed. <laughs> Getting job, they were they oh, won the I fan vote. No, no, no. I'm just saying. The, my point is, we know that we know that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's actual voters care diddly do about the fans. They, we just know that. So anyway, but I agree with you. I, my very brief notes on Beck were so, songwriter Hall of Fame for sure, and he's definitely going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame someday, if not this year. Right? Maybe not now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know a, what? He is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Up until this moment, I was totally uh, discounting Beck and, you know, not really giving him the credit. I'm looking through his albums, and which is really weird because looking at his albums, I was right in his wheelhouse yeah. in the night. Like, uh, I forgot about, you know, Mellow Gold, Odelay, Midnight Vultures, which I think is the one with, like, Devil's Haircut. Yeah. Um, and then I love the next two up to Sea Change is a really good, totally turn from the first few albums. It's really... Uh, you know, uh, slow, yeah. depressing, Garo, and after that, I haven't listened to a song from any album since 2005 from him, and he's put out multiple. But even if I were to say, like, he put out four albums almost in a row. I think there's one in the middle there that I, I wasn't familiar with, but four albums over a 10 year period that were really excellent. Um, that in itself is a yeah, and they had hits, they had number ones, they had you know, um, so. Yeah, I, I want him in. Maybe not this year. Yeah, but. that's fair. So I'm glad we talked about Beck. Um, yeah. I, Carly Simon, you're wonderful. Kate Bush, you're wonderful. Unless these two gentlemen want to talk about those two, I'm good. Nope. I really, and I also did a dive, I think probably for in preparation for one of these podcasts, I did a dive on Kate Bush some, one time. Yeah, I think a year ago. <laughs> yeah, Lover. Yeah, so Lover, Lover. Documentary about her. You know, but not Hall of Fame. You know, she's great. She was uh, artsy. She was influential. Influential. Very influential. Absolutely. But I don't think we need to discuss too much as her being a Hall of Fame. Let's let's dedicate our our time remaining, really, to the great Dionne Warwick. You know, we talked about her her a lot last year. Dan brought her back again this year. Um, I I I love it. First of all, you can't beat Dionne Warwick. She did a cameo on Saturday Night Live recently with a woman who was lampooning her. That that's like Dion has her finger on the pulse of pop culture, and I don't know how old you are. You old you are, Dion. So I'm not going to even attempt. But like, 
wherever you are in your life's journey, you are on it in a great way. And so good for her. Dan, what do you got to remind people why Dionne Warwick's in the mix for you? Like, the reason she's so great is because, like I said, how Pat Benatar has, she is not in the zeitgeist. She's, nobody's talking about Pat Benatar for a couple of decades, you know, you know, in any outside of this podcast, I don't think, <laughs> her family. Um, but Dionne Warwick has always, since like the late 50s, has always been in the conversation, whether it be with her for the hits, whether it be That's What Friends Are For, then there was the Psychic Friends Network, and now she's really funny with Twitter uh, and making it appear. Like, she's always been around and relevant, and that is nearly impossible to do for somebody who's 80 years old. Um, and really quick, just I want to, for those who might not know, just list off a couple of her bangers uh, that she has. That's What Friends Are For, I'll Never Love This Way Again, Walk On By. Do you know the way to San Jose? Like these things aren't don't necessarily hold up, but they are certainly. They're classics. big stars when they came out. Yeah, say a little prayer. I'll never fall in love again. Valley of Dolls. Alfie from the movie Alfie. You know, she's got a dozen songs that all our parents uh, know, and probably four that we know. She's our uh, parents' guys. But, yeah, but again, she. <laughs> but she's our been, kids' guys. Yeah, she's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's been uh, elite in the music world for fifty years, um, and it's time to put her in the hall of fame. Lifetime achievement it up. If you're going to do somebody between her and Lionel, you you, you got to go Dion. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, she's cool. She's cool too. Like it's very. I, I like her. I like her style. I like her style. I like her moves. Quote starts me hutch. Roscoe, you got you got anything on Dion? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I don't think I don't think you did a year ago. I don't think you did a year ago either. Um, yeah, I don't know. She just doesn't move the needle for me. I, I just walk on by as a jam. I like that song. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I, I think there are. Uh, I'll be diplomatic and say there are others who are more worthy sure know. sure so well, that's always the case say a little prayer come on that's a jam <laughs> my uh, best friend's wedding exactly I mean she's just she's just always in the pop culture zeitgeist kinda you know didn't she do a bunch of stuff with Burke Bacharach that's correct right yeah 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 she was his muse she was Burke Bacharach's muse for God and goodness sakes that's something yeah, yeah disrespect from Roscoe over there. But no, so, I mean, again, I think... I didn't. I went out of my way to not disrespect her. I was being uh, charitable. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a, This is a great list. I will say this, and you guys touched on this, and maybe we can kind of, as we saunter off towards the end here, I do like that they, they're noticeably doing a better job with incorporating 25, I say newer artists, they have to be 25 years out, but newer artists who I feel to be relevant in more genres than just, quote, rock music, which is great, at least for now. We'll see how it gets when it gets closer to the year 2000, which is coming. Uh, We'll see what the boy band wave brings us. But they're doing a better job at that. They're doing a better job with nominating people who aren't white dudes from 70s bands. But again, we're not quite at a point yet where we seem like, again, we think it's kind of loaded against people from the same genre that isn't rock getting in. But I do think there's some progress being made in the nomination process. So I guess that's good. Because I really like the list. I like the list a lot. I, I, I had a hard time getting to five, which was great. Because some years I have a hard time getting to five, meaning I like three, you know? A hundred percent. We've had that in the past. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're broadening the definition of what rock and roll is, which is, which is good and necessary. 
Yeah, exactly. Which is all, all good stuff. So I don't think we missed anybody. Does anybody have any impassioned anything remaining? Um, no, I think we, 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 we did. did. We touched on everybody. About all seventeen, right? Yeah, we kind of did. That was impressive. We got to everybody. Right? Well, you know, sometimes sometimes it's just that leadoff song that's going to be horrible. Uh, may we may we just not see MC5 and New York Dolls uh, on the list again next year? Uh, for God's sakes, it's getting embarrassing. And by the way, Dan, you made a great point. You put up a great point, which is just give them the. L- by the way, we're going to start calling it the LL Cool J Award to give him some some props because I like it. I like that. Because by the way, Actually, that's what it should be called. We did watch. By we, I mean Cindy and I. We watched the performance, and LL had J Lo with him. He had all kinds of Dr. Dre, I think, introduced him. He had all kinds of stars. So LL treated it like he was really in, which he is and he should be. So just give MC5 the LL award or give it to New York Dolls. And even though they'll cheapen it for LL, like that's a better way to get them in and then get them off my damn nomination form forever for the price of On the House. Can we give Fela, can we give Fela the, like a World Music Award too just to give him some some shine? Absolutely. I, I mean, because I feel like it's going to be, we're going to have him like every couple of years on the list and it's just going to be sad and make me mad that yeah. he doesn't get in. But I do like that we've now started a list of people who, you know, again, the meters fail out where, you know, we're just going to keep keep voting for him. Um, again, the meters have been nominated like six times. They're, they are the MC5 of, you know, of, of, of what they're doing. But the meters are actually phenomenal and we're probably not getting a fair shake for their first like four nominations let's put it that way so let's keep the meters in the in the in the, in the conversation everybody uh let's yeah this podcast taught me about meters i've never heard of them yeah i mean so, you you flipped so, it and, yeah. and, and helped help people yeah. out with fela last year so i mean you know even if only the three of us are learning anything from this podcast i mean at least we're learning something and by the way shout out to carol king carol i'm so sorry I tried to call you carol carpenter it was in the moment. <laughs> so sorry. It's Karen Carpenter. That's a different person. Yeah, but Carol King is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, much to Dan's chagrin. Exactly. Tapestry was a great record. Was a great record, right, Cindy? Yeah, it was. Cindy says yes. All right. It was a one moment in time. Yes, it was. It was a great moment. All right, guys, this was excellent. It was great to have you back on the show. My bad how it's been so long. It's been really weird kind of getting back into like regular life with COVID versus the old school way we lived and then getting used to COVID, which was, you know, all we have is time. Uh, and now it's kind of weird. So I appreciate doing an old school, actually well thought out podcast and for you guys coming on and doing it with me. Try to do more of this in 22, everybody. I've apologized a few times on previous pods. Um, yeah, I didn't think we'd get to seven years then have it be harder than ever to do these well or attempt to, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's that's life. Uh, guys, thanks thanks for coming on. Stay on for a couple minutes. We'll catch up. But Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 class. Um, I'm really excited to see how it goes. And maybe this year we'll actually stick to the idea of we'll break down the class when they get in. So, Dan, thank you. Thank you. Roscoe, thank you. My pleasure as always. All right, talk to everybody later. Subscribe, rate, and review. Filibuster Freestyle.